Praise God. How's everyone doing? Hey, I can hear me. Um, that's beautiful worship that we had this morning. And entering into the presence of God should be a norm for us believers. It shouldn't just be on Sunday morning. Because we should have our time every day for God to come in to minister to us and we minister to him. And that's what worship is all about. And it's when we come together corporately that we all can feel a presence at the same time. So God wants us to spend that time with him. In this day and time, there are many challenges and distractions that would take our attention away from our purpose as believers on this earth. You don't even have to turn on the news for five minutes to know what's going on. You don't even have to glimpse at the internet to know what's going on. So the world is in a chaos it appears to be from all outward appearances. But I'm here to tell you today that God is still in control. So we as believers have an awesome challenge and responsibility to continue living the life that we were called to live, to be lights in this world of darkness. It's not very popular to be a believer and to follow that lifestyle. Because in this humanistic society, we get caught up in the self-worship. And that goes back to the Garden of Eden. When they ate the forbidden fruit, they became self-aware. And if you're self-aware, you're not so much aware of God and his presence, what he can do. And you get to focusing on things around you. And it's very easy to do that because we're living in these earth suits while we're here. And we're influenced by the culture that's around us and the things we see and hear. And they say, oh, that looks good. Oh, maybe I should try that. Maybe, maybe that would, wouldn't be so bad just to try that a little bit. Because after all, God made everything and everything is good. So I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. But that's where we miss it when we get sidetracked. It. He said, Jesus said, in Hebrews chapter 12, you can turn to that. You're not going to find the scriptures on the screen today. So this will challenge you to look in your Bibles to find the scripture. We have the Bibles in the, in, in the back. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. If you got it, say Amen. If you don't, say, oh, me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife is going to read. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, 
looking unto Jesus, the Arthur and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So there it is right there. We're compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses. Who are those witnesses? Thank you for asking. In the previous chapter, it's called the heroes of faith. Talk about Moses, talk about Abraham, talk about Sarah, talk about Samson and many others. And so chapter 12 talks about we're compassed about by those clouds of witnesses. Basically, the forefathers and foremothers that went on before us, that went through stuff. Many things that we read about in the Bible, we got to keep in mind the context it was written in. For example, Abraham, when he heard the word of God to leave his family, he did not have any scriptural reference to look at. He did not have a, a pastor to talk to. He heard the word, leave your family and I'll bless you, make a nation of many, a father of, of many nations. How many of us would be bold enough to step forth like that. No other assurances or anything, but just what God said. And, and it's easy to say, well, if you looked at the next chapter, he would see what God moved. Well, guess what? He didn't have the advantage of that we have to look at it and read and see the direction things were going. It's a faith walk. This was written for our example and our benefit. So we can look back at the history that people have went through things of faith, and they're human like us. You know, subject to the same temptations and passions and things. That's right. And they're flawed. They make mistakes. We know Abraham lied. We know Moses killed someone. We know Jacob was a deceiver. And on and on. Samson was a womanizer. But if you look at it, these are people God chose. And so that don't make sense. I wouldn't choose them. Well, guess what? That doesn't, <laughs> that's why we're not God. <laughs> but one thing that does, that gives me hope. That as flawed as I am, God can still use me. Amen. And that's the hope we have in Christ. God can still use us, no matter where we are in our walk with him. Amen. We might have turned from God and doubted him and, and walked away and said, well, this ain't working. I don't believe God. And, but then God is graciously calling us back to him, not willing that any should perish, but that all should have eternal life. Yes. So the next part of that verse in Hebrews chapter 1 verse, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, it gives us a direction that we should place our attention. It says, looking unto him, that him, for those that don't understand it, but I know everyone here does, is Jesus. Yes. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He wrote the book. He lived the book. Amen. Amen? Amen. He lived the book. 
So we don't have to try to figure it out. Amen. When Jesus left the earth, he told his disciples, I'll be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. He didn't say, I'm leaving now, I'm going back to the Father. You're going to have some tough times. Good luck. I hope you can make it. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> but, he, but he said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. In this world, you have some trials. In this world, you have some stuff you're going through that you're not going to like. But he said, be of good cheer. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. So looking unto him who is the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, despised the shame, endeared the cross, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's not there just looking from a distance, but he's there cheering us on, encouraging us. You can make it. You can make it. And guess what? We got his assurance up in heaven, and we got his insurance in our hearts. Because he's living in us as believers. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory, yeah. Glory to God. Amen. Now I'm going to turn to my text. That was just a warm-up. <laughs> An appetizer. He talks about in this world, we're going to have tribulation. But he promised us peace. P-E-A-C-E. -E. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. What's interesting, sometimes I think we as believers misinterpret that. We think he means P-I-E-C-E. -E. We have a peace of God. God, I need you. Right here now, I got this uh, decision I got to make. Uh, I'll see you at church next Sunday. Amen. And, and sometimes we live haphazard lives that like, okay, I'll call God uh, when, I, when I really need him. I'll get a piece of him today. And God, you got this section of my life here. And uh, I got the rest of it, Lord. You... And uh, you, you said I'm supposed to have dominion, so I got dominion, and you got this corner here. You got uh, a couple hours on Sunday, and I'll see you next week, and thank you. And, and, and sometimes, the only time some people read their Bibles is when they come to church. Sometimes the only time they pray is, let's stand and pray. But that's no one here. But you know, it's the mentality in this Humanistic society is we're gods unto ourselves. And especially in the Western culture, we get caught up in materialism. What I can get, what I can gain. And the rule is whoever has the most toys win. But that does not reflect God's kingdom and purpose. Remember in Acts, we're going to get to the scripture, when the former sorcerer approached Peter about buying the gift of the Holy Ghost. And Peter's reaction to him was, your money perish with you. 
you don't understand the things of God. The things of this world, the culture of this world and society does not equate or compare to the kingdom. Jesus' whole message on earth was the kingdom. We're kingdom dwellers, we're kingdom livers on this earth and our role and mission is to manifest the kingdom. What, what was it that Jesus prayed? Amen. Some of you have been reading your Bibles and praying. Hallelujah. <laughs> and that's, that's our mission. Part of our mission. Light and darkness and manifesting the kingdom. Now, I want to read Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. And I've actually got four scriptures here to kind of tie together. Um, Philippians 3 verses 6 and 7 John 14 27 and John 16 33 we'll start with Isaiah 26 3 go ahead you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Amen. I'm going to read from the Amplified, if I may. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. It's a decision, it's a choice to rely in the presence and perfection of God. When it says perfect peace, it means complete or mature peace. And our part in that is to keep our minds on him. And that's the effort sometimes. Like we talked about before, the distractions that come up. But if you want to stay in that abiding peace, we got to choose to stay in relationship with him and focus on him. You kind of get like tunnel vision. Like they put blinders on a horse where they can't get distracted. We got to be so focused on God that all this stuff out here is blocked out. And we have that ability to do that as believers through Christ. So to maintain that peace is to keep our minds on him. All right, the next verse, Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 and 7. Excuse me, I told you wrong. Chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Go ahead. That's in the New Testament. Those are still. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, 
let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. And the Amplified reads, Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, and here's the key word, with thanksgiving. You got to be thankful as we're going through and praising God, as we're praying, because his answers are sure if we pray according to his word, which is his will. Continue to make your specific requests known to God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, that peace which, which reassures the heart, and that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Think about that. God's peace. Not a peace of God, but God's peace, P-E-A-C-E, guards and protects our hearts. So when it talks about heart, it's not talking about the muscle, the pump in our body, the cardia. It's talking about the consciousness. Because the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The heart is, the physical muscle in our body is pumping blood. That doesn't remember scripture. That All this function is, is to pump blood. But it's talking about the consciousness. Our awareness of God, which gets down into our inner soul. And it gets deeper into our inner soul. It comes into our subconsciousness. And that's why in a time of trouble... Scriptures will pop into your mind when you're going through stuff. When you're going through those times, say, I can't make it. God, God said, yes, you can. Yes, you, yes, you can. I have a te brief testimony I'm going to share about a, a friend of ours that she literally was dying in the hospital. And her husband at the time came and visited her and said, oh, you're not dead? And the doctors were, were, were quiet around her. They weren't saying anything. And he said, well, doctors, can you tell me anything? And they were quiet. Then she's about to give up. Then she rose up in the spirit and said, You shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. That woman is alive today preaching. And doing missionary work and teaching. Praise God. So that, what you retain in your spirit, God, you give God something to use. That's why scripture memory is important. And also speaking the word out loud. Because when we, the more we speak God's word, the more alive it becomes, the more relevant it becomes. Because God hears his word. When we're singing the blues, so to speak, to God, oh God, why is this? Oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Oh, why is this happening to me? You know, why can't, you know. But God is not hearing that. He wants to hear his word. And as soon as you say his word, my God shall supply all my needs according to riches and glory. He said, ah, <laughs> and he said, what else you got for me? He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So what does he reward you with? Thank you for asking. He, he rewards you with himself. <laughs> what greater gift can we have than more knowledge of God and relationship? Because if we're going through stuff, we may not know what God can do. 
in that situation, situation, but as we go through, we find out he's a keeper. We find out he's a healer. We find out he's a provider. And we have a testimony, not for ourselves, but to share to someone else who doesn't know. They might be going through a similar circumstance. That's the kind of God we serve. He's bigger than anything we can look at, anything. You know what, this stuff that's happening out in the world, political stuff, God said, you know, <laughs> you know, he's concerned, but he's concerned about us, how we react and receive. Are we still being fed by his word? Are we still sitting at his feet? And are we still living the victorious and overcoming life? Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. All right, next scripture, John 14, 27. Twenty-seven says, "Peace, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid." Amen. The Amplified reads, Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. So the world, we understand, is you're signing a treaty. We're not going to fight anymore. We're, we're going to be friends. But how long does that last? Might last a couple of years, might last a decade, might last a century, but how about the Hatfields and, and, and uh, what's the other one? Hatfields and Mc the hillbillies, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know if they ever signed a treaty, you know, but that's how we think about a peace treaty. That's what the world thinks about. But the peace Jesus promises goes far beyond that, supersedes that. And as believers, that's what we have access to. That's for us. That's one of the benefits. When you became a Christian, that's one of the benefits you have. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about. Amen. And, and I'm just saying things, you know, already to kind of refresh memory and things, you know, because sometimes we need reminders like, because God is always there. He's always there. Whether we think he's there or not, he's yeah. always there. Amen. Just like mom always knows. What did you say? What did, what did you just say? <laughs> I thought, oh, no, my, you know. So, perfect peace that we have. Let not your heart be troubled. Let remind us that the choice of our will. We let something happen. Well, I choose to be angry. Why? It's a choice. That upset me. Okay. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to be aggressively work it out? Or as the scripture said, be angry and sin not. If we hold on to stuff, hurts in the past, thank you. Or someone wronged us or whatever, God does not have the opportunity to work. But if we release it, give it to God. By faith, sometimes you got to do it. 
It may not be there right away. You may not feel like it. You know, it might have been some horrible, horrible thing that happened. But if we begin releasing it to God, we will begin to feel his presence of forgiveness. And forgiveness is not, for the, not necessarily for the other person. We can forgive them, but it's for us. God wants to work through us. And sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. Oh, I really blew it that time. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I should have did. Oh, man, God, you, man, he'll never use me. Oh, I, I really did. Oh, Lord, I blew it. Get over yourself. You're not that important. Jesus died for your unforgiveness, too. <laughs> I had to learn that. I had to learn that. You know, beating myself up all the time. Oh, man, I shouldn't have said, I should have said that. I shouldn't have said that. But, you know, but getting over ourselves. What Jesus said, what's wrong with you? What, I, what helped me in my walk? I heard a preacher say a long time ago, Christ died for all our sins, past, present, and future. That means we have an opportunity to mess up. But guess what? Here's, a, here's another secret I learned. All our sins are future because when did Christ die? All our sins are future. So we got it all covered. Amen. Hallelujah. So we never have to walk in con condemnation or guilt anymore. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. And I heard another preacher say that if the devil comes up to condemn us for what we did, just tell him where his future is. <laughs> you're not in the book of life, the land book of life, and uh, uh, you're going to be going to a place that's not too comfortable. So, <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Wouldn't want to be ya, you know. <laughs> All right, and my last scripture is John 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be, but be of good courage, good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. And we, we, we had quoted that earlier, but we're going to say it again. Um, I'm reading from the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. But be courageous. Be confident. Be undaunted. Be filled with joy. Well, why? I have overcome the world. <laughs> Jesus has overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. So we got it. In Christ. More than conquerors. Overcomers. Victorious. And don't be afraid to proclaim his name. And to say who you are in Christ. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. God bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, we just thank you for your presence and for moving. And Lord, we don't ever want to leave your presence. And as we dismiss from this place, going from your house to our house, Lord, that we never be, as we're dismissed from each other, Lord God, we're never dismissed from your presence, Lord God, until such times we come together again. Bless us this week as we focus more on you and we challenge ourselves to continue to grow in grace and knowledge of you. You bless each and every home that's here and represented until such time as we come together again. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You're just